the days crawl by, oh, but the weeks fly by. Howdy folks, welcome to Painting Pictures. I'm Gabriel Roberts. Very glad that you have taken the time to join me today on a little audio adventure. Got a wonderful podcast for you today. It's a conversation with my very dear friend Matthew D'Onofrio. We're only going to record conversations with people whose initials are MD. So we had Matt Dyer, got Matthew D'Onofrio this week. Um, and so we may be done soon because I don't know anybody else with those initials. But for now, we have a great episode. Uh, Matt is an artist. He's an excellent painter. I'm convinced he's going to be famous one day uh, if he keeps painting. And maybe if he does something else, who knows? Maybe he's an installation artist or a performance artist at heart. Or maybe he'll write a book about pepperberry trees that will become a, a wildly popular, best-selling novel about pepperberry trees and their pink blossoms. I think it'll be through painting, though. Matt makes very unique paintings. Uh, he's very much his own artist. He's very much unconcerned with uh, what other people think of what he does. And that uh, has been a very welcome influence on me and my art and my thinking about making art. We talk about that a little bit. Um, this conversation was recorded on my cell phone that was perched on the cup holder of my car as we drove to San Francisco from Sacramento. So I must apologize for the background noise which is the noise of tires on the road, and the occasional obnoxious clattering noise as the cell phone bounces on the plastic cup holder as we go over bumps. I promise that this podcast will feature many episodes recorded in studio with perfect, crystal clear sound quality. But this is not one of them. It's worth it, though, because... It's a very good conversation. Uh, we have all sorts of things to talk about and, and really f a good time. And I think you'll, you'll like it. It's not a super long convo. And uh, the last few minutes, if you can make it to the end, are recorded once we get off the freeway. And so they come through nice and clear. Um, what else? Oh, this podcast is brought to you by Dentists. Dentists, for $120, will aggressively probe your mouth with sharp objects for up to an hour. Dentists. If you have any questions 
uh, about the podcast or feedback, the email address is gaberobertsart at gmail.com. The website for the podcast is the same, gaberobertsart.com. I'm still working on getting a podcast link into the menu, and I'm reluctant to let go of my old trusty WordPress theme that, that doesn't support custom menus. Uh, I may have to do that, but for now, uh, GabeRobertsArt.com has some art and some info about me, and then if you just uh, do a forward slash podcast, you'll get to the podcast page, but by now, I'm assuming you're downloading this via iTunes, and that's not necessary. I did add a support page to the website where you can go if you'd like to support the podcast. Let's get to it. Uh, without further ado, please welcome uh, my dear friend, New Jersey native, Italian pizza-loving painter, Matt D'Onofrio. All right. Might have to speak kind of loudly, but this should, should come through. Uh, Matt D'Onofrio, you're on Painting Pictures. Welcome. Oh, I like the name. It's classy. Yeah. Painting Pictures with Gabriel Roberts. Uh, I'm actually wearing a shirt kind of like that in the picture. Really? Yeah, like a striped shirt. Stripes are great. You're a big stripes guy. I am. I like the stripe. I don't know why. Always, always horizontal. No, no, yeah. not always. I, I guess direction. like on a collared shirt, maybe a, a vertical. Stripe. Oh, uh, clothing wise. Clothing wise, you're pretty much you know, usually horizontal. Or blue. Or blue. <laughs> Just blue. I have way too many blue shirts. I'd say ninety percent of my wardrobe has some sort of blue in it. It's probably. It's just such a great color. It's one of the best. Blue and green. I'm not a green guy. I don't wear green and I don't wear red. I don't know why. It's not really either. I like I like green. I like red. Yeah, but blue though. I always think with my skin tone that blue is just sensible. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a little bit of contrast. Because I'm essentially orange, orangey pinky. So bluey greeny is yeah green opposite green. of the color wheel yeah so uh, can you just tell people like briefly uh, what you're all about briefly what I'm all about I'll give a little intro that they, is like well know that you're that's like an oxymoron yeah well is it what a brief do you think there's something that defines you something like a succinct maybe something that you believe really strongly. Now, I, just like a general little background. Where are you from? I can. I'll just ask questions. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Later. All right. Where are you from? I am from the Jersey Shore, That's the right. great state of New Jersey. Born and raised. Born and raised in the armpit of New York. It's a beautiful, beautiful little beach town, white suburbia. The son of poor Italian immigrants. Yes, sir. Well, there's a lot more Irish. There's way more Irish in New Jersey than there are. You know, the, the, Italians? Italians, the Italians have like 
Staten Island. My dad calls it Staten Italy. Is that... Did you ever see that movie called City Island? Yeah. Is that yep. about Staten Island? Yep. Good movie. Is it a good movie? Andy Garcia. Family falls apart. Puts yep. it back together. Yeah, it's a crazy Spo one. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I don't hear it. <laughs> so yeah, good old Jersey Shore. Uh, so you're from New Jersey. You then went to school at Rutgers. In New Jersey. Yep. In New Jersey. And did you have art picked out? Did you, you majored in art? Or you Start, majored in art history? Started in graphic design, and I hated working for a client. And you, already, you could already tell that was how it was going? Yeah, cool. I immediately knew. I just couldn't couldn't take dealing with dealing with people. I just Art was such a personal thing for me. I mean, that's why I don't really believe in the sale, like selling art. Because it's just like... It's the most personal thing that you do, you know, and then you just put it out there for others to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like you make something because you believe in it, I think, and you do it for yourself, and you do it for yourself for no other reason but for yourself. Do you want to sell your work though? I am content with being like Vinnie Van Gogh, just never. Yeah. Never really knowing if you get any recognition. Do you... Do you want, like... Do you want to be a famous artist? Like, in your lifetime? I just want to keep doing art for the rest of my life. And if I can pump out paintings consistently, month to month, week to week, year to year, then it doesn't matter. It's, I, I will it's do so noble. this job, that I, this bullshit job that I have. So, all right. So you studied, you studied, you switched to art. Yep. At, at Rutgers. Started with sculpture and figure drawing. How'd you like that? I loved figure drawing. Sculpture was awesome, but the teachers were kind of out there. So my sculpture teacher was really weak. What was the? What kind of materials did you use in sculpture? Everything. Wood. Wood, steel. Wood, steel, glass. Uh, no concrete, paper mache. Glass? Plaster. Well, I did glass blowing as an internship. But they didn't, they didn't have it at Rutgers. No, but I did, yeah, but I did it as an internship. So that's when you started, was yeah. that's when you first blew glass. Yep. Koolage. In Koolage. And so you were in college. What were you thinking at this point? Like, I'm gonna... Honestly... What am I gonna do? Honestly, dude, when I was little, my brother told me that the world was going to end in, in 20, 2013. Your older brother? In December. And when you're little, you believe everything your brother said, says. Wait, was he talking about the Mayan thing? Yeah. Way back then? Way back then, I was like, I must have been like, maybe nine or ten years old when he first told me the world was going to end. Wow. So I never, I never really cared about planning for the future. I just wanted to enjoy myself. And it changed, it shaped the whole philosophy of who I am. You really thought the world was going to end in 2015? When your brother tells you that? Yeah. You know, your brother, my brother figured out that Santa wasn't real when he was four years old because he compared Santa's handwriting to my mother's handwriting. <laughs> I found out when I was three years old that Santa wasn't real because my brother ruined it for me, yeah. My brother told me that uh, depending on how long 
sister's penis in a mommy's vagina, that's how many babies come out. <laughs> Depending on how many seconds. <laughs> so if you leave it in for three seconds, you have three children. And I definitely believe that. So I, I know. I, I can understand. It's so that. weird, isn't it? Like, you, when you're low, you believe everything everybody so, says to you. So did he believe that too, though? That the world was going to end? I think he, like, did research on it one day, and he was, like, totally, totally believed it. He totally sold it. And then he never really mentioned it again. Did you talk to him at all around the, you know, 2012, 2013? As that no, stuff I never did. I just tried to ignore it and tried to enjoy myself. Did part of you still, I mean, as of this was just last year, uh, did part of you still think that the world's going to end? It did. I mean, for I didn't, like, prepare for it. I didn't, like or anything, I went about my normal day, but like, I wasn't sure, if you, you're not like 100% if you're wake up in the morning, you know, that's the same thing sure. every day. Uh, it's a healthy outlook, really. I mean, it was, it was weird, like, you know, I just believed what he said. So, were you, so when you were in college, I didn't care, I just wanted to do what made me happy. It's pretty money. And so, painting, you, you got into the... So I remember you saying that you took up painting to get girls. That's I took up painting because I had a mega crush on my art teacher. I took up painting one class and she was an intern. Oh. And I fell in love with her. She was a grad student. Oh, man. And she was just beautiful. And What kind of paintings did she do? She did these wildlife paintings. Or like outside. Yeah. I don't know. She was just like a graceful, soft-spoken person that just, like, you know, captivated like, young Matthew. It, yeah, it just captivated oh, me. Like, God, it just made me yes. want to paint. Yes. Like, it was, like, the first time, like, you're in love and you just want to paint. I don't know. So, yeah, I stuck with it. I mean... Yeah, right? She's fucking awesome. That's pretty good motivation. So that's why I fell in love. But then I like actually fell in love with painting itself. And it wasn't just her; it was the things she was saying and like yeah. what I started to believe in. You know, yeah. like yeah. Like, there's no other reason we do artwork. You know, do you feel like you have to do it or you need to do it? Um, I definitely do, and I'm not sure. How much of that, I think that motivation is, is partially pure desire on my part to do it. And I think it's partially pressure that's self-imposed of like, I'm, I am an, an artist or, you know, that I need to, I need to keep pushing, I need to keep working. Because you believe it's a little bit of both. Do, do you want to be a famous artist Yeah. the time? Yeah. Well, I want to be famous. I, I, don't, I, I think, you know, the art will be working. <laughs> I don't want to be famous. I want to connect with a lot of people all around the world. I wouldn't mind being famous. I like attention. I like, yeah, I, like I attention. just... I get that. I can see that. But I am... I do feel like I'm shifting a little bit um, away from the... We've talked about this before, like the, the, the pitfall of art these days with 
Etsy and like the pressure to get in galleries and build up your resume and all that and how distracting that can be from art. But people, like, I feel like that's like a different, that's like a different breed of art for people. What do you mean? Like, it's just like a different breed of artist. That's going after, like, that's going after that kind of of game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you could do it, if you could do it, more power to you, but. You think that's because, like, it's so hard to make a living as an artist now? That you have to, like, get online and take all the pictures of your work and... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think the only thing that ever mattered to me was just, like, consistency. Like, if you do it and make enough paintings and keep doing it and just... Eventually, something will come to you. You don't have to force yourself onto other people. It's more of, like... It becomes a... For me, it becomes more of a connection when someone reaches out to you out to me and they're like, yep. dude, like, those are phenomenal, but, yep. you know, is, is not putting myself out there, limiting my exposure, yeah, probably, but, but I it, don't know. it's still, it's going to find its way, I think it, it's, it's concentrating your, the potency of your work if you don't focus on getting it out there, and then the stronger your work is, the more clearly it's going to transmit your special note and then when that hits you know the person who's meant to who's receptive to that your audience wherever they are you know it's going to hit them hard whereas if you're focusing on pushing it out and it kind of dilutes it well sure you may touch or get your stuff out to a lot more eyes but it might not be as strong it might not really hit hit people yeah I mean if I'm able to show in galleries that's a whole different that's a whole different thing to me. If I can, like, I mean, if someone approaches me and says, "Yeah, I want to show you," you know, I want to show your work somewhere. And if it seems like, like, if I believe in what they're doing at that gallery, then yeah, I mean, I'd be open to do it. But they're not selling I don't, jewelry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to be in that. Like, while they're selling coffee, and my shit's yeah. just on the wall. Like, I can't. I yeah. can't. I wouldn't be able to live on myself. Yeah, I admit. Why? Let's talk about how that feels. It's just like... The energy's not there. Like, it's not... You feel like you're selling a piece of yourself. I feel like I'm selling a brand of coffee. Yeah. I feel like it's more for their benefit than it would ever be for mine. Yeah. You know, and like... Well, and that's like... That's expected. Oh, man. I mean, we can obviously go on about this. But there is, that's the way it's like, that's the way it's accepted is that anybody that looks at your art or heaven forbids purchases your art is doing you a huge favor. I remember somebody telling me once that uh, I had some painting that I had up on a friend's wall and someone's mom saw it and someone who worked with the mom said to me like I think uh, I think she might actually I think she really likes that painting I think she might I think she might want to buy it as if like <laughs> I don't know the as tone if, like, of you it, need it yeah like it's just, as if know. I've never sold a painting before or as if I like automatically want to sell it 
as if like it's a huge deal that probably has never happened to me to have someone actually purchase art. But the darkest thing is that it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't happen all that much, so it is kind of exciting, but uh, the, the dynamic is so skewed so that I do feel like I need to sell my work for whatever anybody's willing to pay for it, you know? In a way, because it's like, I mean, oh, if I want seems, to, make yeah, it seems very painful to me. It is too. Like, I like to. I mean, if it was up to me and like I could sell my artwork, I would choose. Like, I would interview the people who are going to purchase them. Like, I wouldn't want any like Joe Schmo to just buy one. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I want to know how they feel about it. I want to. I want to be able to have the capability to say like, no, like I don't. I don't yeah. fucking like you. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I like just that. I don't see it. It just doesn't... Unless someone commissions you to paint a picture and you agree to it. Like a portrait, for instance. I would never do that. I hate that. So I just, for I, some reason... I'm down to paint portraits, but not for photos. If, someone's, if I can actually get, go sitter, and yeah. get someone to sit for me, that's, that's never cool. Oh, yeah, but photo commissions. Is... Commission and photo commissions are the worst. All right, so, so you were in college. You get to the end of college. Did you was Chautauqua right after college? Somewhere no, after it college? was it was a year after. Yeah, I don't remember. But after so after college, you that's when you were doing a lot of working at the glassblowing studio, right? Yeah. Yep. Glassblowing studio, hundred percent of the time. Just painting. In, in in the hometown. In the hometown. I won a couple art art contests. Just and that was like they weren't they weren't shows, they were more of contests. So like you get to measure yourself against people. I mean it, it was cool. That's cool. I didn't know about that. What sort of contests were they? Um I won I won one in a local local place. It was just like it's like the Boat works place with a painting or with glass. With a painting, yeah. Cool. And then um, I won a, a show at the Art of Illusion or something. It was like Art of Illusion slash Abstraction. Wow. At D'Onofrio, yeah. two-time art contest winner. The Mammoth Museum, and then I had my own personal show. Or a show with other the other winners at the Art of Abstract. And Which, is that a museum? It they call it the Mammoth Museum. It's it's a. Um, That's cool. I mean, they say it's a museum. It's just, whatever. It's a museum. Yeah, it's a college college museum. I mean, whatever. But oh, I feel like your resume, your art resume, is way better than mine. And when, when I show artwork, it's so nerve-wracking to me. Like, yes, I don't oh, get that. Why? I don't get that feeling of like. Oh, that's the worst. Like nothing makes me happier than sitting in my own room of paintings and being like, I did that painting because, <laughs> or I did that painting because of her. Like, you know, like shit like that. Just like really, I don't know. It's like a wall of 
my moments in my lifetime. Yeah. I just reflect on time, I don't know, time and space. Dude, absolutely. Do you title your work? I do, and I come up with like ridiculous titles. Yeah, let's burn it. Might, um, I want to roll down the windows and probably make it really loud. We'll, uh, we'll be right back, folks. something that bothers me and maybe it shouldn't I have a neighbor down the street I think his name is Clarence he's of the age to be named Clarence he's probably well into his 70s and actually I'm guessing 80s um, he doesn't look that old from far away but once you get up close you can tell he's really old God bless him he right now is mowing his lawn and this is a bi-weekly procedure occurrence. Uh, and by bi-weekly, I mean twice a week. This guy is so old that he moves really slowly, but not, not quite so old that he is unable to push and pull a lawnmower back and forth across his front lawn for an hour. Or unable to push a leaf vacuum back and forth across his front patch of sidewalk for an hour, or too old to wield a leaf blower on his back, which he just finished up before he began mowing the lawn. Now, you might think that, well, gosh, that's nice. He's, a, he's an old man, and he, he takes pride in his property, and he takes good care of it. Well, that's true, but the problem is the noise. If he were using silent tools, um, you know, on his knees, weeding, clipping, uh, making the place beautiful, planting things, that'd be fine. But he's using big, noisy instruments that run on gasoline, and from my window, I can hear them. And the lawn does not need to be mowed. The lawn is... Plenty short. It's springtime now. It's one thing if it's fall and leaves are falling and they're piling up and, you know, heaven forbid you have leaves on your front lawn, you need to rake them up or blow them off. But no, it's springtime. And so the only thing that's falling is a fine dusting of pollen. And he's literally out there walking back and forth, blowing a tiny little dusting pile of pollen together in front of his sidewalk so then he can go get his leaf vacuum which also runs on gas fire that baby up suck up all the pollen and then proceed to mow the lawn that is probably he's probably taking off about a half an inch right now off the top of his lawn the guy obviously has nothing better to do so this is his source of entertainment but it comes at our expense you know, I'd rather he were inside just watching television. 
because then I wouldn't have to hear it. These are the things that bother me. These are the things that bother me. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't. But these are the things. These are the things that bother me. And we're back. We've got Bob Marley going. Uh, we each are eating an apple. Nice little Fuji. Perfect. We just passed, we're on our way to San Francisco, by the way. We just passed uh, Vallejo-ish. And a whole bunch of police. Something going down on the right-hand side of the road. Hopefully everybody's okay. Yeah, hopefully everybody's okay. It's a lot of police. Uh, so I had a question for Gabriel. That's why we opted to come back from our commercial break here. <laughs> um, I want to know if, if you were to have someone receive a message through your painting. Ooh. Yes. Every time. Or yes. What, what are you looking to share with your, the person that... Yeah, the viewer. The viewer. Oh, yeah. Um, you create your own reality. That would be what comes to mind. And then, the feeling, a feeling of, them, of themselves. Somehow. Like, people seeing their true self... I 
feel like, well, like, well, I always go in looking at something like that. What are you trying to deliver to somebody? That's really good to think about. I don't really think about that at all. But I will now. I mean, that's, to me, that's like, that's it. That's next level shit. I guess I feel like I'm not, I've always felt like I'm not really there. You know, I'm not really doing it yet. I think you need to do an abstract painting. I've done a couple. Like a full-on something that you just totally feel uncomfortable doing. Yeah. I need to get messy. You know, just do something messy. crazy. What, like a big old foot? I could see you doing like a like, foot wearing a jetpack? Maybe. I don't know. I was thinking more like time lapse. Like a foot with two little legs and like two little, maybe two little arms. No, I, always feel like, I always feel like your paintings, they have like a lot of moments in them at once. <laughs> Nice. So like Okay. Sure. I mean like you're you like feel that spot you're in. Yeah. You know, like when I look at your paintings I feel like I'm in a spot. Like I'm but like it's one of those repetitive moments that always comes back. And I don't know I don't know if it's like I don't know. I think one day you should just paint the same spot for like just a week straight. Yeah. Just see how much shit you just throw in there. And get in it, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to do the same thing with my painting. I'm trying to, like, explore, like, trying to put more focus points in each of the paintings. Now. What do you mean more focus points? So, like, the first painting I started doing, like, it, it was, like, one, one set of colors on one canvas. Right. You know, and like the last painting I did had three, and there was one that had five, but like, what if I did one that had like 50, or like 100? Wow. Yeah. You know, like... Well, those dot ones almost could. Some of what you've done almost could, if they had that many different colors. But to think about it that way, like, like each one and, and follow the thread of each, each color set, kind of all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just... I like, I like that a lot. You know, Monet was all about capturing a very specific moment. Yeah, a moment in time. Yeah. His light, like... His lighting was so specific. Right. Which mine definitely are not that specific. But, yeah, if you kind of just push it forward... I, I do... I was thinking about going up on the roof of the big campus. That would be fun. I need to make a big painting. Yeah, well, you'll be able to now. So, you're, you're, let's back to you. You moved out to California about, what, 10 months ago? 10 months ago, yep. Because uh, you worked for a company that had his national, right? Yep. Offices all over. Yep. And one day they were like, hey, do you want to go to Sacramento? I got laid off and then I got rehired. So Did you really get laid off? Oh, because that office closed. Yeah, they closed. So they closed my office and they said, Capiche, Capash. Capiche, Capash, Capiche. And, uh, you know, they were 
just like at the end of the day, they were they were kind of like, well, if you want to transfer somewhere, you can apply. It's not a guaranteed spot, but you can certainly put your resume in. And uh-huh. I one day just said to my boss, I said, I will go to the Sacramento office. Yeah. And uh, he got me an interview, and I had the interview. That was that was it. A week later or two weeks later, I booked a flight out here to to visit the office. Yep. Two weeks after that, I was here. Yep. Just like that, look at the split. Yeah, I found out. I found out I got the job out here when I was boarding a plane to Barcelona, Spain. Yeah, right before. This is a great, a great, great feeling. Oh man, that must have been a great feeling. Yeah, you were definitely on a roll. I've been on the road for. You're still on a roll, man. It's good you're with you. So this is an unexpected move. This uh, was you're yes. Getting transferred. Well, essentially you have to because of the way the company promotes people. Yep. You have to accept a promotion if it's offered. And Otherwise, you're never going to go anywhere. And with the promotion, it invariably means a transfer, right? Yeah. Or usually, it was either L.A. or back to New Jersey. Um, I don't think I can handle it down there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy down there. There's no paisans. What's paisans? Italians. Paisans are Italians? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There aren't really. There are a lot of Mexicans. California is very limited on a lot of Asians. paisan count. I never think about that. I never think about the paisans. I will now that I know that word. Making a good decision. I'm just starting to warm up to LA again, but I hated on LA for a long time. You know, you Northern California people hate on LA. Yeah, just because it's cool. I'm sure they do the same. Well, maybe they don't. Maybe they're too wrapped up in themselves to even even hate on uh, Northern California. Anyway, so uh, you're leaving tomorrow. Tomorrow night, yeah, I got one last day in the city, and it's back off to good old, good old New Jersey. I'm excited to be back. I, it's, it's, um, it's a relief. It really is. How so? It's, it's a lot being, being alone. Yeah. You know, you can only get so far, and I mean, you know, like. missing something all the time. Like, you don't have your keys on you, or you don't have your phone on you. Are you talking about living alone, or are you talking about living? Living alone. It's just like, it feels, I don't know. Yeah, man, I did it for a year, and I don't know that I'll ever do it again. I mean, maybe for spurts here and there, like month, two months, in a new place, that kind of a thing. But if I have the choice, and I'm going to settle down somewhere, definitely not going to do it alone. You know, that bothers me, Matt. What's up? When people tailgate you in the middle lane, and the passing lane is wide open. I know. I know. I hate tailgaters in general. They are the worst breed of people. It's one thing if I'm in the fast lane. Then you can tailgate me. If I'm going slow, I if accept can, it. If you can get out of the way, yeah, you're in the fast lane, yeah. I will move over. My bad. If you can make a if you can make a pass on the left side, you should do it instead of sitting behind someone. It's ridiculous. 
I want a little scoring systems. Like that that guy can get I can give him a little thumbs down now. Yeah. And it's stuck on his little readout that everyone else sees. It's probably all full of red X's. Yeah, bed driver. Bed driver alert. Yeah. It'd be great. They have like a little uh, hologram above their car. Yep. You have to watch out for trolls, people that would just that would be the hard part. People, you know, I would get flagged because people like, oh, that flag is super. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have a bunch of like old grandpa penises drawn on mine. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, I saw that chick in the golden girl. She looked good. <laughs> You're saying that your car is is attracted to old men because they think there's an old woman inside? Yes, sir. <laughs> I drive a Nissan Altima and it's champagne gold. And it is just yeah, ridiculous. Car, for sure. Apple. I put it in the ashtray. In the ashtray. There we go. Jam it in there. Yeah, so you got a little California, little California flavor. I think it's hilarious that he went to Sacramento. I got. I had a talk nice. to someone who just like is in Sacramento. I I'm, and like they didn't grow up here. I always think, why? Why are you here? It's, it's kind of amazing. Right? It's a very odd city. It really is. It's just like it's out there. Don't get me wrong. I love Sacramento. What? So you said? How, how do you think it's out there? It's just, it's like a beach city in the middle of a state. With no beach. With no beach. Except for the river. Except for the river, but the river is long with it. Recently, it's been very depressing. Why? Have you been down there lately? No, well... It's uh, not really flowing too hot. Well, we just got it raining. It's going better than it was. Yeah, I went before that when it was Oh, like yeah, that's grim. 50 days without rain. Yeah, we still need more... Or we'd like more. It'd be great. I'd like another storm. I'm glad we got the one, though. At least we got the one. So how is it like a beach town Sac Sacramento? I mean, it's just like... It, it's reminiscent. Like, some of the architecture is reminiscent from what, what I grew up with. Yeah. So, like, I'm used to seeing that type of architecture and, like, looking around the corner and seeing just, like, ocean ocean. Yeah. Well, there's really no places to hide in Sacramento. It's not like that. I feel like I didn't have a sanctuary. That the beach would provide? That the beach provided for me. Because right? that's just what I grew up with, you know? Like, yeah. When you could just be... feel extremely safe and not have to worry about anything that's around you whatsoever. Yep. Also, I think I think uh, elevation change can do that. A good vista can kind of be similar, don't you think? Yeah, it's like a deep breath for your like entire body. Yeah, it's just, it's an opportunity for your your energetic field to like expand and relax. And I can mellow you out a little bit. Although, also. Um, yeah, a beach and living in a city where you don't have the beach. That feeling of being, and also you're, you know, you were on the third floor. So that feeling of, 
every time you want to go somewhere or get out, having to like put your guard up just a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I always felt like I had to put my guard up around a little bit around here. Like I was never, I never felt like not tense. Yeah. Well, the only yeah, there's you know most people living in Sac have their own. Suburbs, so they have their own little world and their own little backyard, just their little bubble, and then they get in their car and they drive everywhere. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the way it works. But I've always been, I've always been a beach person. Like, I think when I got out of the hospital, that was the first thing my parents did. They took me to the beach. Makes it as long as as long as my tree. I, I took a bunch of cactuses home. Were those the ones you got in LA? No, I didn't buy any in LA. No. These ones you got here? Yeah, I got them here. And I hope to keep them. I hope to keep them going. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna man. get a grow a grow light when I get home, and I hope they make it. A grow light? Just like a for your cacti? For my cactuses, yeah. Cacti. Cacti. Well, I don't know. Cactuses might be correct as well. Alternate. You don't think they would get enough light? Just. I think it just gets too cold for them. Oh, oh sure. Cactuses don't grow. Or... Cacti. 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 Cacti grow. Cacti don't grow naturally out in New Jersey? I think they are very limited. You don't really see them. It just gets too cold for them. Ground. I, mean, I never think of it getting that cold, but I guess it does, huh? I mean, we got like four feet total of snow this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's still snow There's on still the ground. There's still snow there. on the ground? Yeah. Oh my god, dude, that's nuts. Isn't that fucking weird? Like, that's fucking weird. I, now I know why this is so weird for This you. is so weird. Like, I've been like, wearing shorts, and oh, I was in LA, boy. and I played golf every day, and I don't drive anywhere, oh, and I don't brother. see anybody, and this is like... This is like totally different. Oh I mean, God. one one fucking thing changed our whole life. It's so quick too. Yeah. Isn't that great though that you were able to, to do that? Yeah. Like you'll be. I mean, it's is you're definitely feeling it. Like this uprooting feeling and the feeling of, of being kind of floating and. I've. Honestly, though, I feel like me personally, I've been living out of a suitcase for the last 20 months of my life. Yeah, so you've kind of gotten accustomed to it. And I was, I I'm, was at a breaking point at one point. It was just like, it's, living from plane ticket to plane ticket to 
go see your family is really, really upsetting. Yeah. Like. That's why I just live at home. Um, I'll be doing that for a yeah. little bit. You know what? I'm happy. I can save a little bit of money. Dude, I'm so happy for you. I just, I want to like, save some money and then figure out what I want to do as a person. Just be able to kick myself off. Sounds like you got it pretty well figured. Making the art. Is that the next place to go? There's definitely a lot there to, to talk about. Like, next step. Big plans. All that. For once, though, I don't want to plan something. I want, I want like, a couple months where I can just, like... Yeah, that's a good idea. Not have to... A hot minute? Yeah, like, that I longer need, than a hot minute? I need a hot minute. I need a hot minute. I need, like, a disco nap. <laughs> In the middle of your life. Dude, that's awesome, though. I love that life has those phases. Like, that's how life should be. It shouldn't be that you're doing the same shit for 40 years and it's the same routine and you're in the same place. But it's what you make it, you know? Like, you have to do those things. You have to put yourself out there and take risks to, you to do. do it. Well, and you have to be free enough and to like, do it. I mean, I think it's weird that I'm coming home, yeah, but... No, that's just... That's just me being who I am. Like... I don't know. It's just the next place that you're going to be, and it's going to be totally different than any other time you've lived there. Yeah, it's going to be totally different, because you don't, you don't realize what you have until it's totally gone. Like, it's just not there at all. And I feel like I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. New Jersey? New Jersey, and like, everything, everything about it. Yo, it's just like... Yo, sweet mama? My sweet mama. But that's... You needed... There wasn't any way you were gonna... You, you don't get that there. without... Not, yeah. yeah. You weren't gonna suddenly be like, I just... I haven't appreciated... Well, I guess you can. You can intentionally I, say, I I'm gonna try to appreciate this more. But you don't, like... You don't feel it as much. Like, it's not as deep in you as, like... Right. You know, like... The weirdest thing I ever saw was I was fucking... I told you about this when I was in, on my boat from from Italy to France. Yep. And there was a, a dead body just floating in the water when I felt when I woke up at, on the yep. top of the boat. Yeah. I mean that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's just like, but you feel like you're so much more appreciative of things. Like you would have never. I, I feel like I would have never felt like this if I didn't for that except if, for, for that, if it weren't for that if it wasn't for this trip oh if it wasn't yeah. for this time out absolutely here, dude. The, the, that was just like I think that was like the initial message but like actually doing actually coming out here was like the you're gonna bust a crazy moving go all the way across because like there's nobody in these lanes that was bananas I've never seen a 14 lane cross before <laughs> That's why you appreciate life, people. Do you have toll cash? Uh, I might, yeah. I have some here too. What do you need? Probably five. Might be full. I got three and some twenties. Good evening. Is it four? We're getting the deal. 
How are you this evening? Thank you. Yeah, you too. I guess I asked her, how are you, a little late. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? You think she heard me? It was just like, I don't want to answer that question. She left. She smiled. I feel like she didn't hear me. She did. She did smile. It was a little late to ask how you are. Could have asked her at the beginning. I don't think she would say good. Why not? She's working, you know, pretty hard, pretty rough hours. Yeah, not a job I uh, envy. Collecting, but another one of those jobs I'd do for a day. Love to do for a day. I wish I kind of wish I could walk from from the top of California to the bottom of California. Yeah. Just with my camera and a sketchbook and a credit card, so I could maybe have a couple nice places to stay. Yeah, that would be. Sweet. But I, I want to walk. As far as you can. Wow. Well, you know, there's the Pacific Rim Trail. Have you heard about that? No. That goes from... I think you can go from, like... I don't know how far down it goes, but it definitely goes way up the northwest. Like, I think all the way to Alaska. And I think it starts in California somewhere. Huh. And some people do it. It's like this trail to hike. My mom's friend has a friend that hikes it with a llama. No shit. Yes. She loves llamas. That's one of her favorite things about llamas is that she can take them on the trail with her. And they're pack, they're like pack animals. Perfect pack, pack animals. So it carries all of her stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? You meet people on the trail. Like, what's up? Hey guys, you need some help carrying your bags? I got a llama. I really like llamas. They seem really cool. More five O's. Boy, that's a lot of police in one day. There have been more sirens around my house recently. Way more. It's like every night. And I told you about today, it's a massive incident. Yeah, I've, I'm recently I felt a very high influx of... Um, Co? Fuzz? Just... Surveillance? Not surveillance, just like things with I, I don't know, bearing. Like it's it, like I've been seeing a lot more homeless people. Uh-huh. And I've been seeing a lot more like This bridge is awesome by the way, don't you yeah, love this? We're going across the new Bay Bridge. The new arm of the Bay Bridge. And it's you know? They did the all right. The view in is beautiful. The what? The view in is beautiful. What is underneath? On the way home, the view into where San Francisco, and then the way home you're underneath the bridge, right? Yeah, right. You're at the bottom. So it's like a very glorious entrance. In. It is. It's always exciting to me. The big city, big city of San Francisco. That's what I got to get myself tomorrow. A Sam, a cheesy sweatshirt. Yeah. Go get something in Chinatown. Have you gone to Chinatown? Yeah. Huey. Nice. With Huey? Nice. He's not Chinese, but he's Asian. He's Vietnamese. He's a good kid. 
Yeah, so we're actually getting there. We should probably start wrapping this thing up. Um, you're talking about ho more homeless people? Just where I live, and it was, it's, it's, I don't know, it's stressful. It is stressful. And we were talking about this the other day. It's people getting squeezed out from the edge of society. And it, yeah, I mean, you're right, though. There's such a huge disconnect between, like, where we are, but where they are. But, like, I mean, it can happen to anybody. And there's just, it like, really could. such a huge disconnection. Do you know where we're going? The Marriott? Yeah. Marriott, um, Marquise. No, do you want to look it up? I'm going to get off at the Embarcadero just because I like driving up the Embarcadero. And then we'll, we'll cut in wherever. Did I sound cool, guys, just then? We'll cut in wherever. I'm going to get off at the Embarcadero. No big deal. I go to San Francisco all the time. NBD. <laughs> An experienced city goer. Oh, gosh. I was trying to sound cool. 780 Mission Street. 780 Mission Street. Okay. So that's between 7th and 8th on Mission. Really? Wow. Okay. Um. Gosh. I haven't really gotten everywhere, but let's talk about women for a little bit. What do you say? I can do that. Or the idea of... This is a question Pete Holmes asks comics. Like the idea of dating another comic. So for you as an artist... somebody I can bounce ideas off of. I've always wanted somebody that can understand me for who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're able to see... Because, like, there are so many people that just, just enjoy painting for enjoying painting, but, like, do they look for that deeper meaning in them? That's what I don't want, is to date a girl that... Judges your paintings? No... That's such a terrible thing to say, I feel like. But that makes cheesy paintings. Yes. I no, guess I, I can, guess it, I can agree with that. I, just, I probably wouldn't I just probably wouldn't have that, I guess. There's nothing wrong with that though. Like I don't want to sound like an elitist. Well whatever. Maybe there is. If you're gonna do something. Like do would it, you ever would you ever date a girl that like, sells paintings on Etsy? <laughs> well yeah, because I sell paintings. So I'd have to, I'd be in a corner there. But, uh, you know what I mean, cheesy paintings. Anyway, I think it would be cool to, um, you know, I, I think it could be any way. Like, I don't think that I, you can describe, like, your perfect partner. Like, oh, she has to be, she would be a painter, she would be artistic. Like, that would make sense in a, a lot of ways, but... Somebody that's completely not into painting could understand you very well. Uh, you know, it's not really about anything specific. Mm -hmm. I feel like for a person, I think you probably feel the same way. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just 
there's a lot of different ways to look at that. Well, I think the way to look at it is to just see what the universe brings to you. And then decide whether or not it's for your highest good. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I would I would like to settle down with a girl for a little bit. I feel like I've Make been... some babies? No, just like date somebody instead of... Oh, yeah. Instead of like... I don't know. I've been kind of running a little loose lately. Running a little, a little wild. Trying to, trying to roll around. <laughs> yeah, get a, little, get a little deep dish, you know. <laughs> I want something. I don't know. I just want to calm down. I want something consistent. Yeah, but you don't want something that's boring or uh, limiting. This is a new. There's a lot of fucking construction going on, as always in this city. New buildings coming up. Things are going great, Matt. We're still building apartments around here. It's crazy. Rent is still getting higher. People are still coming to San Francisco and getting fucking crazy salaries and spending it all on apartments. Or half on apartments. Or not. They're it's, also, a great, it's a great city. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Who's happy not to be paying rent? Paying I, rent would love to live, I would love to live on the beach in San Francisco. Like Ocean Beach? Yeah. It's pretty chill out there. There's a lot of chill vibes out there. I like it out there. I mean, it's I, really, it's not really the city. It's not. It's, it's, it's like a totally, land. and then you go over Do you see this hill? sculpture before? Yeah, it's, it's cool. awesome. Lego man. A little stack of people. I gotta take a piss. Uh, so we are on mission. I think we just gotta go. I probably could have gotten off at a later exit. My bad. You know where you're going now? Yeah, I'm assuming it's between 7th and 8th. Yeah, it seems like we're super close. Let's set the side if we want to park in the garage or not. Uh, sorry, folks. We're a little distracted, obviously. Uh, we might try to wrap this up later, but if not, why don't we just wrap it up right here? It's been a great ride. Thanks take, for take opportunities. Oh yeah, is that your advice for the listeners? Yeah, it's pretty solid. Where to? Where do people go for pizza in New Jersey? Where's the best place to get pizza? Naples. Just say Moby. Just call Moby. <laughs> say hey Mo. Go to Naples Burn it, Pizzeria. Mo. Burn it. Find the proprietor. It's a great, greatest. It's one of the greatest slogans I've ever heard. Burn it. No, to his uh. It's oh yeah! Lay, lay it on, lay it on the listeners, will you? Pearls. This is from what's his name? This is uh, Boss. Boss. Pizza Boss. Pizza Boss. <laughs> he says his famous quote is, "The days crawl by, Mo, but the weeks fly by." <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. It's so true. 
Matthew, thank you very much for doing the podcast. It's been great. It's been real. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Matt and I went on to have a wonderful time in San Francisco. We found some parking and we found the hotel. We had a nice little drink and then went out for uh, some food, found a little dive bar, not really a little, but a dive bar uh, in the downtown area called Tempest that served up next door some delicious chicken sandwiches. And we were able to get the bartender to put the Olympics on TV following a Warriors game. And the timing was perfect that we got to watch our two favorite Olympians, for me, Gracie Gold, and for Matt, Ashley Wagner, perform in the ladies' figure skating competition. Neither of them came away with a medal, but uh, we were pretty happy to get to watch. And then we... uh, hung out outside, had another chicken sandwich, and made our way uh, back to the hotel. And on the walk, I recorded the following. Fabric softener. Fabric softener is the only time I've ever called my mother and said, you've deprived me of this in my life. That's how bad it was. Yeah. What time is it? Uh, 12.54 a.m. Well, they really got that target sign in there pretty good, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They really landed that bad boy in there. Right above the AMC. Nice and strong. Strong product placement. That's what we're about here at Target. We'll place our signs strongly. Good evening, sir. This is where I was going to park. Glad we didn't park here. Although there's a couple nice cars parked there. Yeah, right right on the Denny's. It's free parking. You move it by seven, you don't have to pay 30 bucks. Little Mel's Mel's drive-in on Mission got some LED lights. They're pretty proud of. They're pretty cool. In Sacramento before I left. Oh, right. Little parking ticket. Was it street cleaning? No, it was, it was, I parked on, across the street from the FedEx. The sons of bitches got me. Oh, wait, for, oh, it was a, was a metered spot, and you were supposed yeah. to speed the meter? Eight, seven seconds, you want to cross? Six seconds, five seconds. We crossing? Yep. Going for it. Three, two, one. We're still in the middle of the intersection, <laughs> but we're okay. There aren't too many yeah, cars. These folks are having a good evening. Wait. Do you guys want to... Can I interview you guys real quick? What's up? Um, I'm recording a conversation, a podcast. Okay. Um, just two questions. How does it feel to be out tonight in San Francisco? feels pretty good. We just went to a movie. What did you see? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's my it? second question. August, Osage County. Yeah. Osage County. Never heard of Very it. Very random pick. It, was, it had uh, Julia Roberts in it. Huh. It was about a really fucked up family in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And it's basically like every fucked up family aspect. Did it have did it have all those actors? It was like huge cameo movie. Did it have uh, Yeah, it was like Meryl Streep. Yeah. Meryl Streep and Roberts, everybody, right? Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Was it really, good? It was good, but it was also it twisted. Like I left feeling kind 6. of depressed. 6.5 to 7 it was out dark. of 10. 
It was very it was dark, dark, but it was yeah. also was just it really dark accurate. because it was Whoa. trying to prove a point, or was it dark just because it was like, oh, well, we have all these actors. No, so it's just, just trying to give like an accurate portrayal of, of, of a lot of families, people's lives. Right. Yeah. I'm luckily not super familiar with. I am. Right. My family's kind of, kind of like that. My family's kind of like this family. Yeah. yeah. Was there hope in the end? Did the characters None. evolve? No. Not this really. is like you question four, by the way. Thank you not. for taking this time. <laughs> they didn't at all. They didn't evolve. No. They didn't learn anything. They, they made the same mistakes. <laughs> Fucking two not years really. later. Not really. You the sort of just. Same it sort of it in the like end, you were supposed to accept is. that they're really fucked up and that they're right. going to continue to be. Oh, fucked up. that's how it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is how it's supposed basically. to be. Basically. That's how that's. Yeah. yeah, life out there is depressing. Boy. Yeah, No, basically. I mean, I don't really believe that, but I feel like for I some people either. it is. I feel like for some families well, it is. Well, sure. Well, sure. Yeah. Everybody's some suffering. But they made the best Everybody's suffering. The Even the people walking around here with, you know, perfect cell phones or whatever and great BMWs, they're <laughs> suffering in their that's own true. way. That's, that's true. true. And they're just like, you're not supposed to suffer. Look, you have a great job and you have a great apartment. You're living in San Francisco. Like, everything's great. It's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. So they're like, oh, I can't be suffering. And I don't have it that bad. Look at all the people starving in China. You know, how can I complain about this shit? It's like, or on the sidewalk here. You're suffering too. Like, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Absolutely. My name is Gabriel. I'm Hillary. So nice to meet you, Gabriel. Hillary. You. What's Alex. your name? Alex. <laughs> Thanks, sure. guys. Yep. Take Bye. care. Yeah, you too. Nice bends. That was great. It's like a start of a bro. It's my first interview. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it, guys. Um, as you can tell, I was having a really good time that night chased those people down and, and subjected them to an interview. At the time, I thought I'd, I'd gotten the greatest interview ever. On listening, it, it doesn't hold up so well. I realized that I make a rather scatterbrained jump to the point about suffering. And what I'm going to try to do now is, is tie the two together, because I think my mind was heading in some place, some direction. So they were talking about this movie that was very depressing and showed... A picture of a family that had a lot of issues and showed no signs of growth or progress or hope. I think there are a lot of movies, there's a lot of art like this that's made, and I don't think there's any point in it. I think there's enough darkness and terrible things happening in the news around the world in real life that we can see and that we can experience. And we don't need more of it to be made just to be reminded of how awful things are. And especially things that are made without that sign of progress. And we're supposed to think, oh, right, that's, that's how it is. You know, that's, that's just life. That's how it's supposed to be. And I reject that. That isn't just life. That isn't how it's supposed to be. You know, that is life for a lot of people, but that isn't how it's supposed to be. And things can change and people can you know, come to truth and love and families can heal. And those are the things that I think are more worthwhile to be shown. The point about everybody suffering, I think, is related to that because when we see things like that, we think there is that uh, attitude of acceptance of like, oh, right, yeah, life is, life is bad, life is tough. And then we're more inclined to accept tough, bad, mediocre shitty things in our own life 
because uh, we see that as as the reality, and, and we're more inclined to stay in relationships that don't work for us because we think that you know things can't change, and well, it's good enough. So that's where I was going with that. Fuck that movie. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I gotta say a huge thank you to Matthew Donofrio. I'm gonna pronounce his name correctly. Matthew Donofrio for doing the doing the podcast. I've decided in regards to what I said in the intro about the podcast link. There is a podcast page where these are posted automatically. And that has a place where you can stream the episodes. So that's gaberobertsart.com forward slash podcast. The episodes I'm going to post individually to my blog. So you can access that from gaberobertsart.com. And so there on the blog, I'll post some photos. I'm going to try to get some pics of Matt's art up so you can check those out. And um, any appropriate links and then there's a comments section there too which i think is useful if you'd like to leave a comment for myself or for my guest so check that out um thank you guys so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed the episode again if you have any questions you can email me at gaberobertsart at gmail.com i'm going to leave you today with a song by father john misty it's from the album fear fun which is available on iTunes. I highly, highly recommend the album. It gets better and better the more you listen to it. The music uh, smacks of genres that you're very familiar with, like folk or bluegrass. But with the lyrics that are so good, um, you start to to realize that this guy is aware, very much aware of, of where the songs fit into genres and he's he's playing with that i think um anyhow this is one of my favorite songs it's called you can do it without me if you see a flaming sword in your dreams at night and feel inspired to assign me up to the front line we'll give the orders You'll storm the border without me If they tell you you're a genius But you need some proof Ask anybody on the payroll to go out with you If they avoid you They'll award you Definitely Nobody that's around just seems to get it right How hard is it to follow just a few guidelines And smile while you do it If you want a page written about you in the book But you need a food tester cause you curse the cook I'll take some wine, but you can dine without me Without me, who would let you play God and make believe that all the blasphemy is coming only from me? Oh, if you're bound for the throne, but the king won't die, I can occupy the queen, but that's for her and I. I can do her, and you'd be ruler without me. 
do it But you can do it Without